Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Believe in Falcons. I'm your host, Will McFadden. The NFL draft is nearly here. Mercifully, it is almost here. The draft will take place tomorrow, and the Falcons will be on the clock with the number eight pick. But if you've enjoyed our draft coverage so far, and if you haven't heard our draft coverage, I encourage you to uh, go back and listen to what we've done throughout the week. On Monday, we took a look at the NFC South and what the division teams could do. On Tuesday, we discussed the uh, possibility of trading up or trading back at any point in this draft for Atlanta and why it makes sense to to do kind of either of those options. Um, today, we are going to be going through kind of my final mock draft, just the first four rounds. So we're going to leave out round seven um, for the Atlanta Falcons, but I'll take you through my thought process for each p- each pick. Spoiler alert, uh, pro football focus. Did not love my draft, especially not my uh, first overall or first pick. So we'll get into the reasons why, because I think it's pretty clear. Um, but I want to explain my reasoning for that as well. So Here's what we have coming on tap for the event itself. Tomorrow morning, you'll get uh, my final prediction for what the Falcons will be doing in the first round. So that'll be coming bright and early, uh, 6 a.m. Then after the Falcons make their pick at number eight, or if they trade back or or do whatever, once the pick is made, I will do a uh, rapid reaction, just breaking down my initial thoughts on the player. If I've watched film, awesome. I'll be able to give you more of a detailed scouting report, which I'm, I'm sure I'll be able to do. If I haven't, it may take me one second to pull up a few clips of this player and and give you more of a, a, a basis on what I really think of them play style wise, how they fit in all of that good stuff. So that'll be coming right after the Falcons make their pick. Then I will convene with Ovi and Ovi and I will do a much more in-depth uh, breakdown of the first round, kind of how that impacts the Falcons roster, our expectations, but then also the rest of the draft. And we'll look ahead to, to rounds two through seven and what the Falcons could do given what they do uh, in the first round. So That'll be up on the feed bright and early Friday morning. And then the rest of the weekend, we'll be playing it a little bit by ear, figuring out, you know, as we go, if they grab an exciting player, I may hop on and do another quick rapid reaction. If if not, we may do kind of a full synopsis uh, bright and early Monday morning with the draft. So just stay tuned and you can follow me on Twitter at Will McFadden. I'll be kind of updating what our podcast schedule will be throughout the draft process. Um, so that is what we kind of have on tap uh, coming for you guys over the next day or so as the draft finally is here. So as I mentioned, we're going to get into my final mock draft uh, ahead of this process. But first, betonline.ag is the number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including player reports for this year's NBA playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season, and they've got you covered for all your sports wagering needs. That includes basketball, Major League Baseball, the NHL, and right on down to UFC and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games that you can play right from your home. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. So I mentioned that we're going to be doing a mock draft. And let's hop on into it. 
So at number eight, the Falcons are on the clock. Here are some of the players who are still on the board. Uh, and honestly, there were a lot of really enticing options, as I'm sure there will be for the Falcons um, when they eventually make their decision at number eight. But Peter Skronsky was there. Both of the cornerbacks, Christian Gonzalez and uh, Devin Witherspoon, were still there. Tyree Wilson was still there. But I went in a different direction. And as I've been thinking a lot about it, you know, the Falcons have done a really, really good job, I think, shoring up their defense addressing a lot of areas on the defense with different options and different players. It kind of feels like, hey, you know, if if Calais Campbell doesn't have so, so much left in the tank, cool, we got Bud Dupree and Lorenzo Carter still there. You know, like they, they've got a bunch of different contingency plans, interesting ways to piece this all together. But the upside is still, I think, really high. You saw the, the Cameron uh, or Casey Hayward release Really still interested to see what happens with that because as Mike Rothstein noted on Twitter, it was designated with a failed physical. So, you know, that doesn't seem like the team didn't have Casey Hayward in, in their plans. It just, he's not physically where they thought he would be. So I don't know if the door is totally shut on that, but you see the contingency that now Jeff Akuda is. And all right, so he's your, your starter there on the other side, opposite of AJ Terrell. Great. Um, if they did not have him, we would be sitting here basically banging the table for a Devin Witherspoon or a Christian Gonzalez. And that still may be the case. They still may go in that direction. However, get to the point, Will. Who did you draft? At number eight, I took Bijan Robinson because I think that the Falcons just not only have they drafted offense in the first rounds uh, under Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot and both of their drafts as the leaders of this organization, but you know, you you just think of the type of player that Bijan Robinson is and is it a little bit redundant to maybe have him and Tyler Algier, who just had an amazing rookie season, kind of in the same backfield? Sure, it could be. Or you could look at Bijan Robinson as this almost like positionless type of player who you just want to get the ball in his hands and you could line him up in the slot. You can motion him in the backfield. The Falcons can do what they did a lot last year, have two running backs on the field at the same time. There, This is the type of offense that can sustain two really high-level running backs. And we've seen Arthur Smith utilize running backs as well as anybody in the NFL the last couple of seasons or as, since he's been really a play caller in this league. So pair him with the best running back in this draft and a player who a lot of people think overall removed positions is going to be a top three player in this draft. So the Falcons have said they go with best player available. If Jalen Carter's off the board, if Will Anderson is off the board, if Bryce Young is off the board, Bijan Robinson is probably the next best player available. So. It makes sense for a lot of those reasons. Yeah, is it a little bit hard to pass up a Tyree Wilson? Because I do think that the Falcons need that premier pass rusher. Yes. Given with Casey Hayward now gone, is it tougher to pass up a Devin Witherspoon? Yeah, a little bit. But like I said, the Falcons have done a good job, I think, bolstering the totality of the defense in free agency. And that is what Terry Fontenot has said, is that you address your needs in free agency and you just accumulate great talent in the draft. Bijan Robinson is undoubtedly a great talent. And I think that the Falcons offense, what have they done? They shored up the offensive line with Chris Lindstrom and Caleb McGarry. Now give them a dynamic weapon, which is something they don't really have on this offense. They don't have a dynamic weapon. Kyle, Kyle Pitts is as close as you're going to get. And he's certainly a dynamic player, but I just don't know if they have somebody like a Bijan Robinson. So that was my thought process is given what they've done defensively and given his talent, his singular talent. Yeah. Positional value. It's not what you want in the top 10 to take a running back, but who cares? At the end of the day, if this dude pans out and is 
even 80% of the player that we're talking about right now, I don't think people are going to have a big issue uh, with this decision to take Bijan Robinson. So that is who I went with in the mock draft. But as we're going to see right now, it kind of made things a little bit interesting uh, on day two. So let's move ahead to... Oh, and actually, so Pro Football Focus did not like this pick. They gave it an F, but that has a lot to do with just how they value running backs. Bijan Robinson is outside of their top 20 on their big board, but that purely has to do, I think, with Pro Football Focus just does not agree with taking a running back in the first round. You know, the positional value, the kind of replaceability, the street level running back who can just kind of come in and be pretty solid. Like Tyler Algier last year is a great example for why you don't necessarily need to take a top 10 running back. But for all the reasons I just laid out, <laughs> I decided to uh, fly right in the face of that advice and take Bijan Robinson at number eight. So now let's fast forward ahead to uh, pick number 44. And I have Adetamawa, Adabaware. Got it. Got it. Nailed it. Um, so he is that inside-outside defensive lineman out of Northwestern. Um, elite athletic traits. Just absolutely blew up the combine. Had a great senior bowl showing. We know that the Falcons value the senior bowl. Um, so he is more along the lines of that Saints defensive line player that I think Ryan Nielsen is bringing here to Atlanta, where he is. You know, he's six foot two, but he's he's big. You know, he like 280 could easily bulk up and be a, a three technique. And the Falcons have a lot of guys who can be three techniques or five techniques or, or maybe even slide out to an end. But his upside is kind of the reason I'm making this pick because early on in his career, I think he's just in that rotation. But that's a that's not a bad thing. The Falcons have so many quality defensive linemen right now that they can just kind of roll in and out with a lot of them. And they've got some young, interesting players with upside. You look at what Taquan Graham did in his second year, and I'm really excited about what he can be. But we haven't yet seen D'Angelo Malone fully pop. Um, you know, I, I still am holding out hope that Adeo Gandeji can be something here because I, I like what he what he brings is kind of like that strong side edge. But you get uh, Adeboare, and I think that, again, the upside long-term is, is why I'm making this pick because he does have just an insane get-off. It's kind of like Grady Jared-esque. And... The the size, the inside out durability is is a factor because he can conceivably stay on the field for all three downs in the future. Um, so because I did not go with like a Tyree Wilson in the first round and, and some of the players who were still available at this point were uh, North Carolina receiver Josh Downs, who I like a lot as a player. I just don't know if he fits exactly what the Falcons are looking for. You had cornerback or quarterback Tanner McKee. But you look at a guy like Jack Campbell and I would be I would not be surprised if the Falcons take him, but I also kind of would be, even though I know a lot of fans, like he's a little bit of a fan favorite. I just think that they're going to really invest in the trenches. I think they'll add some linebackers, but I just see him maybe being more on on day three as kind of those special teams players. So that is why I ultimately decided to go with uh, the ultra-athletic defensive lineman out of Northwestern at pick number 44. So that's what they did on this in the second round. Um, let's fast forward to the third round, pick number 75. A lot of people think safety, you know, a, a big nickel, that type of player, just continuing to add to the secondary and, and get somebody who can maybe match up in the slot against some of these wide receivers, these running backs. The the hope, again, is Troy Anderson can maybe be a little bit of your tight end eraser at some point. Um, maybe he's not there yet. Certainly in zone coverage, his skills need to uh, improve a little bit. but. I was looking at safety as well. 
for Atlanta in this in this third round. Some of the players that were still on the board were Andre Carter, the defensive end, uh, Tuli Tuapulotu, um, the defensive lineman. But just going with uh, Adeboare, I that felt a little bit superfluous there. And then uh, Garrett Williams, the corner out of Syracuse. I decided, though, to go with uh, Florida State safety, Jamie Robinson. I don't know if this is the type of player that the Falcons really are going to pencil for this type of role. But part of the fun of mock drafts, because obviously I'm not making these decisions, it's just to expose um, y'all to some players that maybe we haven't talked about yet. And I have not heard Jamie Robinson's uh, name come up a ton in connection with the Falcons. But I think that he is a very experienced safety who plays a lot of roles at a very high level. He can come up in that slot role. Um, and he did a lot of that last year. He can blitz off the edge. He has shorter arms, but he's very quick athletically and very agile, which is why I specifically like him in kind of that bigger nickel role. I think he can cover receivers and backs out of the slot. Um, and you've got some other options in your secondary to match up more advantageously against some of the bigger slot options. So he wouldn't be necessarily that for me. But because the Falcons don't really have that guy that I think you would feel comfortable with uh, matching up against a, an Alvin Kamara type, that's where I think he kind of fits in. He also does, you know, lays the wood. He's a nice little tackler um, coming at, at, out of that safety position. So I think you just have a different kind of toolsy player here. Uh, he's quicker than he is fast. But you have Jesse Bates, you have Richie Grant. I don't know. Uh, Jamie Robinson, just the more that I watched his, his tape, and if you are not able to get one of these top safeties kind of in the first or second round, like if Brian Branch is, is not their pick in, in the first round, or if he doesn't somehow slip into the top of round two, like Robinson has some special teams upside, I think, even though he didn't play a ton of special teams in college. Uh, and yeah, he's, he's just versatile, experienced. And if you get a player like that in the third round, I'm never going to be mad at it. So that is who I went with at pick number 75 was safety. Jamie Robinson out of Florida State. Let's go into the uh, the fourth round where they've got a couple of picks. And again, this is where we're going to kind of end today's mock draft. But pick number 110. I went with linebacker here. As I mentioned, you know, I, I think that this is something we will definitely see the the positions that usually are on day two and certainly on day three are the ones that are going to be helping at special teams. And that's generally going to be your linebackers, your tight ends, wide receiver safety, like some of these players that have multiple uses and can fly down the field on a kickoff coverage team or can line up on your field goal block unit and race around the edge and, and make that block. So I went with two lane linebacker, Dorian Williams, who is freakishly long, uh, has really good instincts in coverage, which I don't think the Falcons have a linebacker right now. I think Michael Walker is maybe their best coverage linebacker, but that's saying something. <laughs> Not that Dorian Williams would immediately step in. He's more of a, a project developmental player, obviously coming from Tulane, which had a great program or a great season last year for the program, but is is not, you know, Florida, is not Georgia, is not Tennessee or Alabama. I could name Big Ten schools, I guess, as well, Ohio State or Michigan. But he has a lot of that upside, and I think he's going to be just an ace on special teams. He was a team captain for three years. He's smaller. Um, at the, I want to say he's like 221 or something like that. But like I said, he's got really long arms. It's just there are concerns about him holding up in run defense and certainly taking on blockers, shedding blockers, making the tackle. 
I'm not, that's a little bit overblown to me in the NFL, especially when you've got the size that the Falcons are now adding to their defensive line and the number of different linebackers that you can have on the field. Uh, I think that you can hide a player like this. And again, I'm more interested in him because of his coverage ability and the upside there and adding that wrinkle to this defense, particularly in zone coverage, which I do not think is a big strength of Atlanta's linebacking core right now. Dorian Williams could conceivably, you know, help address that area a little bit. Um, So that is who I went with at pick number 110. The same players were on the board because they're only three picks apart for the Falcons. So Anthony Johnson Jr., the safety, um, I was really surprised he was still there, but because I went with Robinson earlier. um, And again, just kind of went with Robinson because it's a different name. I encourage you to go check out his tape and and, uh, make a decision for yourself whether or not you like him over somebody like an Anthony Johnson who's much bigger, rocked up kind of, that type of player. Um, Carl Brooks, the uh, edge defender, was also still there out of uh, Bowling Green. He's interesting, but again, a little superfluous with Adeboare. Um, And then Dwayne McBride, the running back, but went with B. John Robinson, uh, so don't need to go there. Uh, my final pick for this mock draft, pick number 113, was Penn State wide receiver uh, Parker Washington. I don't know if, if the value for this is here. You know, I, I think that because they the Falcons have such a big gap between picks in the fourth round and the seventh round, you do maybe have to reach a little bit if there's a guy that you like because you're just not going to have a chance to get him again um, until the seventh round. And Parker Washington will not be there in the seventh round. But he is one of these guys that reminds me a little bit of like a Justin Hardy. Yeah, he didn't have that level of production coming out of, of college, but he's kind of maxed out athletically, but he does a lot of... Um, the, the dirty work. He's a really competitive player. He's really good at the, the catch point and making contested catches against bigger guys, which is something I think the Falcons value a lot at wide receiver. He's really strong after the catch, get the ball in his hands, and he's like a running back. Again, something that I think the Falcons like a lot. He was a returner at Penn State, but I think he's got more upside kind of on all areas of special teams, certainly because the Falcons are kind of covered with Avery Williams and Cordero Patterson, but it's nice to know that he's got that that skill set if needed um, in a pinch. But again, his returning skills kind of speaks to his value as a wide receiver to get the ball in his hands and let him go to work. And that's kind of what I think the Falcons need to do offensively just in general. And it's one of the reasons why I like Bijan Robinson. Get the ball in his hands, let him go to work. I want more of those guys on this offense because I think that Arthur Smith is creative enough and a really, really good play caller that he would figure out how to use some of these guys in a way that like Kyle Shanahan usually uses players in different ways, but always in ways that maximizes their ability. So I like what Parker Washington would bring as a slot receiver here, kind of your number three or four option, but he's got a lot of upside in that area. So maybe a little bit of a a reach pick, but again, somebody who I haven't heard connected to the Falcons a lot. I wanted to go watch some film on him and I liked what I saw. I, uh, a lot of big time plays against big time competition, which I like to see. So if you're getting him here in the fourth round, the special teams value upside, there's a clear uh, role for him, I think, in this offense. So, yeah, Parker Washington, that is my last pick in the fourth round for the Atlanta Falcons and my last pick for this mock draft exercise. So there we go. Let me run it down uh, one more time for you all at number eight in the first round with B. John Robinson or B. John Robinson. Uh, number 44, Adetamawa Adabuare. Um, number 75, safety, Jamie Robinson out of Florida State. 
Number 110, linebacker Dorian Williams out of Tulane. And number 113, wide receiver Parker Washington out of Penn State. So that'll do it for today's mock draft. Again, look out bright and early tomorrow morning. You'll get my final prediction for what the Falcons will do at number eight. And then it's on. And then the draft is underway and everything uh, will change. So we will be, I will be back tomorrow morning for you all. And then again, Friday morning, Ovi and I will have our full recap in between those two. You'll get a rapid reaction from me once the Falcons make their pick. And then, man, I may go into hibernation for, (laughs) for multiple weeks because draft season is long and brutal, but we are almost at the end of it. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode, which as always was presented by Bet Online. Please check out our YouTube channel. Please subscribe and like wherever you can. Um, all right. The draft is tomorrow. I'm excited. I hope you guys are as well. I'll see you on the flip side. Until then, take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.